This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Inma. And today we're going to talk about a myth about climate change. And this mm -hmm. myth says that most people don't believe in it. Most people don't believe in climate change. That's the myth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mm, interesting. I think I agree with the statement, although I believe there is something going on that is changing the climate. Yeah, and there was a there was a survey of public opinion that was done not that long ago by um it was processed by the University of Oxford and it was done by the United Nations Development Program and they they did a survey it was the one of the largest surveys that's ever been done and uh it covered 50 countries with over half of the world's population like it was a massive survey and it included over half a million people who are under the age of 18 which is really important when we're talking about climate change because they're the people who will be living into it and uh yes. the discovery was that 64% of people believed that climate change is a global emergency so that's a huge number. <laughs> 64%. 6-4. So the idea that most people don't believe in climate change is not true. <laughs> it's not true. Just a 46%. 64. Yeah, 64. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yay, you're fast at math. <laughs> it's too early for me. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 do you do you know the year that that uh, survey was made? The the year that the survey was made, I think it came out in uh, 2021. Oh, last year. Yeah, okay. last year. Okay, so it's really yeah. recent. Very recent. Well, that is that's <laughs> really really for me. It kind of informs that uh, people is waking up, and you know why people might not believe uh, in climate change. Um, uh, I was looking at some information on why people would not believe in climate change and, and things, words came up like information deficit and things like it's easier to deny than yeah. to face the, um, Reality, the, the reality, the pain, right? Because it's yeah. it's, um, and there's also a lot of false information out there created by people who have vested interests in in uh, not talking about climate change, <laughs> which is which is very interesting because who could be interested in not talking about climate change? Would climate change affect all of us? Mm -hmm. So it's people who right now are still believing that 
they can do whatever they want still. I don't really get that point of view of imagine oil companies or people who doesn't want this to be true <laughs> mm-hmm. because they have a lot to lose maybe or they think they have a lot a lot to lose but still even if you are part of a CEO of one of these companies you are in the world you are not in planet mars <laughs> <laughs> you better you realize soon sooner than than later that that is something that is affecting all of us Um, I sometimes think that people feel unempowered. You know, you can feel so overwhelmed by all of the news and the doom and gloom and everything that's coming at you that um, it it sometimes feels safer and easier to say things like, well, I I can't do anything about it anyway, so I'm not going to worry about it. Um, but that's yeah. so untrue. It's it's not too late. There are things that we can do as individuals or as as collectives, which is what we're trying to do. There are definitely things that we can do to change how we how we uh, think and how we act. And yes, completely agree. And uh, one of the things could be to read the Carbogamana to to get informed about things that it can be done. And secondly, another thing that everyone can do is join the team in Carbon Almanac. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like learn as much as you possibly can about it and then decide what you can do or or what letters you can write or what yeah. petitions you can sign or what actions you can take because you have power. And believe it is 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 here. So better not to be blind about it. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Hi, I'm Imma. Hi, I'm Jen. Today we're going to talk about another climate change myth. And the myth is that recycling plastic helps. Yeah, that's that's a big myth. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really big myth and I think I think because you could throw it in the recycling bin it gives us permission to continue to use it. Mhm. Yeah. That that's that is a dangerous myth actually because the best we can do with plastic is just not use it. Mhm. Well, part of the problem is that it doesn't actually get recycled. A lot of places don't even separate the plastic litter from regular litter, (laughs) trash, litter, garbage, whatever word you want to use. And in the Netherlands, for example, they, they don't separate it at all. And I know that sometimes you've got a series of bins. You've got the recycling for plastic, you've got garbage or trash, and you've got um, glass paper. or paper. And and people take time to separate it and throw it in there. And then they come along and mix it all together again yes. and just throw it in the garbage. So it doesn't actually get to the recycling all the time. Sometimes it does but it doesn't happen as often as we expect it to happen i think no no it doesn't i think i think the numbers were globally were like at 20% mm-hmm. so it's very very little and actually there is a 
treaty going on. And I'm not quite sure if it's already uh, approved, but it's a treaty about making responsible the companies mm-hmm. for using for, for using uh, plastic mm-hmm. to prevent that to happen. Yeah, where I live um, in Vancouver, they in Canada, they have just banned single-use plastics in the city. So you can't ta- have a takeout cup unless you pay extra. And there are things that they are not allowing. So plastic bags and um, forks and knives and spoons and those things um, are not supposed to be given out automatically anymore when you take takeout. Uh, from yeah. the restaurants, so um, that's that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think one action. Obviously, the first action for me, in the, as individual, is just not to use it, mm-hmm. which is a really difficult action because I did that three years ago. My whole year plastic use can be uh, contained in a jar that is. Uh, a liter, a liter and a half. Wow, good for you. <laughs> but it, it has taken me two years to get to there. And that decision took me to change a lot of things in my life. It's very difficult. And we try very hard also. I always you know, have a reusable water bottle and I have bamboo cutlery in my bag that I take with me if I'm going somewhere. And we have glass containers and jars that we freeze things in. And we try very, very hard. There are some things that you cannot buy unless they come in a plastic. So we have, there's a special recycling place that we save all the plastic up and drive it to the recycling place where we know it's actually going to get recycled. But that's still not the best solution. It would be better not to use it in the first place. Yeah. So uh, as as an individual action, we are giving you all the clues. Not using plastic anymore. Mm-hmm. Less, and less than never. <laughs> if, that's, <laughs> if, if that's possible, single-use plastic, Yeah, that is just uh, something... Is against me personally, mm-hmm. <laughs> and secondly, recycle to get it to places where you know uh, are going to be is going to be recycled, and third, join these these treaties with your signature to get the whole world to be accountable for for the production of of plastic. I think so. There are there are some grocery stores that are going to zero waste, um, especially in Europe. Not so much over yeah. here in North America, but there we have one or two where you have to bring in your own jars and you you refill things. So we have re- yeah. refilleries where you can um, you can take your jars in and get your soap uh, or get you know, yes. the things and then and then go back and refill them again. And those are excellent, but there's not enough of them. And yeah. and they're they're more expensive right now than Which than, shouldn't be. Which they shouldn't be. But <laughs> because they are not using containers. But if we had more and more of these, then we could hopefully really reduce the uh the plastic. So I agree. Uh, we can all do our part and uh, and write letters and sign petitions and uh, yes. work on it. <laughs> a funny, a funny anecdote. I would love you to see the face of my butcher when I went the first time with a container. <laughs> 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 but hey, the people w- who were there with me uh, shopping, 
they all realize that, oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, there is a sushi place not too far from us where we can take in our own containers and they'll put the the sushi in. And there's a fish market where they invite you to bring your own. Um, yes. So I think more and more organizations are thinking this way. And it yep. saves them money, too. <laughs> exactly. Save the planet, save money. It's, it's just... It's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you, Jen. Thanks, Inma. This is a threat recording for Carbon Sessions. Uh, what I do uh, to lower my carbon footprint is um, I'm in charge of uh, the the food that we cook at home and I try to cook less meat and more vegetables and in a weekly basis. And uh, another thing that I do, instead of buying clothes uh, for myself uh, and my family, I have this group of friends. Well, we are seven eight people but there are women mostly that um, join the group now and then and what we do is we bring we have meetings monthly meetings and we bring the clothes that uh, we no longer use to the meeting they usually are in good condition so if somebody from the group likes them or knows of someone who could use those clothes we exchange clothes amongst ourselves and uh, I have been doing this for the past three years and it is a joy to wear something that a friend of mine wore because uh, it makes me think of her and I like that and uh, this is how I get clothes for my son also and he's growing and that's good you've been listening to Carbon Sessions a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.